All right, waiting us off, it's going to be Nick and Dustin, Afternoon Drive. The two of them debate Kevin Stefanski in the season he's going to have. Like, I'd like if you just went out and win. Like, I'm very excited at the idea of we're going to see a brand new offense week one and that there's a chance it could hit the ground running and all of a sudden all of our fears over the last 18 months can be alleviated and Baker who and we can have all that fun. That being said, just go be good at football. How it looks at this point almost does not matter to me, at least week one. By the end of week 18, it will matter what it looks like and what they've done and who they've done it with, all that. But week one, I just can you just give me a win? Can I just can I just remember what that feels like when it matters against a divisional opponent? That'd be nice. I, I, it doesn't have to be sexy, right? Like week one, just go out there, whether Burrow plays or not. I think he'll probably play. Just get the dub. Like start off on a on a good note. I don't need, I don't need the wins to be fun. Like to look fun, I don't need them to be doing triple reverses and double passes and things like like just win the game. Well, I do think, whatever it takes. I do think that's like an element of Kevin Stefanski. The most fun thing I've seen on the field is that Kevin likes to be creative mm-hmm. and he likes to throw looks that they haven't seen, trick plays, stuff like that. I'm actually that that I like. And when guys like Shanahan do it and McVeigh do it and right. Andy Reid do it, we eat it all up. And I'm I'll I'll get there. But specific to week one, like, my fear is you're already reinventing the wheel to some part by changing the offense that Kevin's used to. Kevin's Whoopie is a slap-ass quarterback that fits within the system, and then Kevin is kind of um, the Machiavellian figure, kind of controlling the strings, as it were, including what whether you're going to go ahead and, and audible at the line or all the little nuances of the quarterback position. So there's already going to be an adjustment for Kevin week one. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more with Stefanski week one. I don't know. I, I tend to think he's at his best, though, when he's kind of mixing it up and making it all work. I think of that uh, the Odell-Dallas game is what I always think about when it comes to him just throwing everything in the kitchen sink at, at, at other teams. And in, the, in that instance, it was Dallas. And it was just, it was just like, uh, hey, you have nothing out there. I, I, I want to see Stefanski get in his bag is the point. I, I think week one early on, I know some of you guys might say that he's getting too cute, he's doing this and that, and, and him getting in his bag sometimes, sometimes the bag explodes on him, and it's, it's got like that, uh, the ink that, you know, when bank robbers, they rob the bank, and then it like, it's like the blue ink, and then it goes all over their face, and it's like, well, that didn't work out at all. Yeah, sometimes that happens for Stefanski, okay? He's, he's not perfect. I know stretch is he perfect, but I don't want to be, I don't want to see him be timid. I don't want to see him be scared to use Deshaun in the way that he needs and wants to use Deshaun. He was never scared to use Baker that way. He should be not he shouldn't be scared at all to use Deshaun in any capacity either. Alright, next up we go to Lima as he talked about all the floods and the rain and what it means for basements. I cannot imagine as a as a homeowner now for the first time in my life at 40, I purchased my home at 41 years of age. Congratulations on all your success. Well, it was just a lot of saving of money since I've been in the media realm my entire life. You had 20-something years. It took a long time and finally bought a house. And we would have bought a house like we were We were told. We had a great realtor. Of course, shout out to the young team. And so we had this, this girl, Jen, who she was not an inspector, but she's seen enough basements to right. know, oh, that cracking is not good. That type of cracking might be okay discoloration, like all the things that you look at. And she helped us out and then was able to go through the records of, of each house. But that's only the stuff that's reported. And so we would have bought a house that would have been up for grabs 
for flooding. We would have. And apparently this year, people's homes that didn't flood on the west side for like 20 years were a total disaster. Yes. And and multiple times because we've had these huge these huge rainstorms. But, you know, I'm like, we've always had rainstorms. What's different now? And then people on the Bay Village page would go into great detail. And then they start blaming people in Avon Lake. And then it gets... It gets into an ugly back and forth. I don't know what's to blame. I don't know about the weather, the atmosphere, the soil. I don't know anything about any of that stuff. What I do know is I can't imagine if you poured $10,000, $15,000, $20,000, and your insurance isn't covering all of that to just be treated to another flood. What are you supposed to do? Can you take it back? Well, Can you take it back to the store and go, uh, this got waterlogged? Yeah, I don't think. Wait a minute. I don't what, think it works like that. What happened to the, what, 21 straight days of no rain from earlier in the, in the summer? I think people spring. say that contributed to the first floods. Yes. Isn't that how it works? I am not an expert in this realm, as you can tell. Might have a breakdown if that happened. If I bought a house, I own a house. If my house got flooded, Look at me acting like I still live in an apartment or something. Where I'm like, if I owned a house one day, I own a house, and if it if it got flooded, I might just I might cry and call it a day, and then maybe call it a week. I'm not entirely sure. Couldn't imagine me out there with buckets down on the ground, like like trying to get water out. I oh man, that's just the worst. That is, I feel so bad. That is, I once I lost a car in a flood, and I thought that wasn't great. Couldn't imagine having your house just being a, a, an awful situation. Due to the rain. Uh, weird. I, I saw this thing earlier. I want to share with this, you guys, with this, this with you guys, excuse me, really quick. Scott Sable said since the rain and storm started late yesterday afternoon through this morning, northern Ohio received 200 billion gallons of water. That is equivalent to filling First Energy Stadium more than 250 times full of water. It's incredible to me. Sometimes when you think about life, it's it's really it's, it's daunting in a lot of ways. Okay, you think about how uh, Canada has more trees than there are stars in the Milky Way. And you're like, how is that even possible? And you look it up and it's like, Canada's got 300 billion trees. You're like, what are we doing here? How did it rain last night to fill up First Energy Stadium 250 times? It's it's really, it makes you feel tiny. It really, it makes you feel tiny. It's quite remarkable. All right, next up. Did I want to shoehorn the, the Canada tree stat somewhere in today? Clearly I did. If that's where the, the where the place I found it, clearly I did. But I still think it's fascinating. All right, anyway, Baskin and Phelps on Tito retiring. Yeah, it's baseball, and he may change his mind here in a minute and say, you know what, I think I'm going to stay. And and if you and Paul Dolan was on last night on the Bally Sports uh, broadcast. We'll play some of that for you a little bit later. But and he alluded to said he's done. Well, I, but he alluded to, he said when he wants to go, it's his, he can choose his time when yeah. he wants to leave. So yeah. it, it, it went very quickly from, boy, this is really under consideration to adios. It's been a pleasure. I, it just seems weird how everything kind of got. I mean, it, this didn't just happen overnight. Well, heavens no. It's been I, happening I, I, for and this years. Is, this just seems like one of those things like, okay, let's set this up and now we'll put it. Let, let's hike the ball, let's tee it up, and then we'll kick it up for the media right now and for all the fans to figure this out as we go down the stretch run. I personally, if I were in his shoes, uh, especially after, what, 11 years as manager here, I would have taken a full season to do it, so that way you could get all the cool gifts. Yeah, great point, Baskin. He's missing all the fun. He's missing the, the, the farewell tour that accompanies all this stuff. Now, managers still get it. Miguel Cabrera got, like, you know, the, the guitar and everything the other day. Yeah, everyone gets it. You've been around long enough, you get all the fun gifts. 
I don't know what Tito would do with like, let's say a pair of custom made cowboy boots from the Houston Astros. I don't know what he would do with it. Who can't use another pair of cowboy boots? Enjoy it. Enjoy the trip around the sun. Eh, it's not his style though. And I appreciate that about Tito. All right, next up, Nick on shopping for clothes as a larger human. I did the thing that fat people hate to do before work today, eat? which is, no, we love to do that. <laughs> yes, skinny people hate to eat. <laughs> I, I went clothes shopping. I'll be honest with you. Where, where can you even shop? Oh, easy. I'm sorry. Where can you, you shop? A, you caught a stray there. I'm not circus fat, okay? I'm not do, like... Do you go to like a big and tall store? The Judgment. And my voice just jumped up about seven. The judgment. Um, no joke. I went to J.C. Penny. Thank you very much. Dude, I don't know. Dude, uh, you're like six five. And thank you. You know, you could be like yeah. on the offensive line for St. Ed's. Nicest way of calling me fat. But the, yes, yes, I am. But no, I went there, and the here's the cruel joke that they play at that store. And I'm not going to tell you which one, but if you've been there, you know they put the big and tall store right by the entrance, and then they put the fitting rooms. Way across the way, and it's like okay, it's like a, I get a, a march in front of all. Yes, you're like the peasant. No, it's more it's making. Like, it's like when you're getting on the plane in front of all the the first class people. Yeah, it's like making fat people march across the store just to try things on that probably don't fit. It, it's an insult on an insult. Bit no, of a hat on a hat for they're me. Like you need just need some extra steps. Yeah, we're gonna help you find the clothes that don't fit you, and we're gonna get your steps in today. There you go. See, Jax, if you gave me that Buckeye, the little chocolate Buckeye to eat. That's where I'm headed. I'm headed towards that conversation, okay? I said no. Well, let the record show. I said no. I've ate great for four straight days. We're going to keep the momentum going. Oh, boy, though. That is a... I did not know they do that in that particular store. That's tough. That is very tough. I do wonder if they made a judgment call, though. And I I, I don't want to speak for any of the larger fellows out there. I'm not a tiny fellow. Not a larger fellow either, though. Do you think maybe they thought that the people that shop at the big and tall don't try on the clothes as much? Or do you think they – or am I, do I have that wrong? If you're big and tall, do you have to try it on even more? Like, do you have to – like, you, do you make sure you try it on because things could fit at any sort of length if you're a triple four-time XL, whatever whatever qualifies into being the big and tall. Now, now I don't know that – I mean, Nick is Nick is like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Nick is really, really tall. So I would suggest he shops there for that reason. I don't know necessarily about the big side of things. I think he's I think he's in decent shape, all things considered, but I I don't know. I don't know how that works. Who is more likely to try clothes on? I'll tell you this. If I go to the store, I never try clothes on. I never do it. I know what I am. I am a pant size at this point, 36. So I go in there and I get the pant size 36. And right now, I'm an XL as far as the shirts are concerned. I'm really more I should be a large though. I gotta have so many large clothes. I should be a large. We're playing a little bit up right now. That's all right. But I I don't need to try it on. I never try on clothes. It's my one big bugaboo. I just refuse to try it on to see if it looks good. And if I go home and it doesn't look good, them's the breaks. That's on me. At some point in life, I'll make it work. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a responsible thing I do with money. That's, that's one of the very few uh, irresponsible things I do. I'm like, eh, looks like it should fit, and then I just buy it. All right, next up. Lima, solo today on Kevin Stefanski. The six games I saw last year, and this is where I didn't take issue with Ken, uh, but Ken said he thought it was great what he saw to Sean Watson. I heard another show say, oh, it was great what we saw to Watson. No, great to me is to see 
that passing game get to where it needs to be, which I don't expect to see that necessarily in the preseason, but I'm also not going to shower praise on, on Deshaun until I see it, you know, when it counts. With that said, hey, if the passing game looks good in this game against the Chiefs, even if it's, you know, easy stuff over the middle, you know, him looking in command in the body language, yeah, that was that was good to see. But that wasn't the type of passing game that I think, you know, we're gearing up for in the regular season. That, to me, is going to be a whole different animal. Uh, I already know that he can scramble. I've seen Deshaun Watson, even in those six games, he did some amazing things last year. And that was the one thing I was really impressed with about Watson is that he came in, he looked he looked football ready from that perspective. It wasn't a question of, oh, is he out of shape? Did he balloon up? Did he gain weight? Does he have to play himself into football shape? No. I, I thought that looked natural right away last year. It was the passing stuff I was worried about. So until we see that, you know, that that's going to be, I think, what we're really going to be monitoring. As far as just overall, Kevin Stefanski, uh, we created a little bit of controversy yesterday, this very show. What? Uh, I saw some other people, you know, taking the, the, the comments out. Our website, Odyssey, put it up. Our debate, so to speak. And we weren't screaming at each other, Ken and I. But what we were doing was going over what it needs to look like for Kevin Stefanski to feel really good about Stefanski being able to be the coach not just this year, but beyond. And a lot of people have just simplified it to playoffs or bust. And Ken took issue with that. He said, you're really going to fire the coach if he goes 10-7 and seven and they miss the playoffs? Some people said 9-8 and eight and miss the playoffs. Like, that's all it is? We did more on Kevin Zafanski Odyssey app. It's free. Download it. You can use the rewind function. Go back. 7 o'clock hour. Did a ton on Kevin Stefanski there. But come on back. Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson? Who has more to prove this season? 216-474 to below 92. We'll go off the beaten path with McKenzie at 940. It's overtime with Jonathan Pito here with you on The Fan.